just hit his head, so you can't move him yet, understand? Oh. Uh, but he isn't Taro-kun. <gasps> he's dead! This young boy is completely dead, just as Taro would be! But he's not Taro, like I said. Oh, I killed him. I finally found the SOE and I killed him. I didn't mean to. It was an accident. Kinda. Let's face it. I definitely, totally killed him. Just like that. Bang. No. More like bang. Kablam. Splat. Come back to life. Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes talk about anime. He doesn't like sour drinks. He's Matt. So true. So true. Why do you always carry around a bat, Bill? Uh, well, you know, sometimes you gotta. You know, I'm not gonna incriminate myself. Probably for the best. And I just hit my head, so please try not to move me. My name is Andy. <laughs> Trying to get to work tomorrow? <laughs> you know, any, anything I could possibly do. Anything I could do. Let's just uh, t- take another day off. I have a head injury, please. <laughs> I haven't I, taken I haven't taken a day off in so long, I'm not even going to say because you'd be embarrassed. Wow. I took a day off on Wednesday this week because I felt sick. And God, I need a day off. And to be around off. children. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel embarrassed about anything. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm taking a day off on Tuesday for an in-service. And a... And a Thursday next week for another in-service. All right. Thursday. Hey, later, Kenny. Hey, uh, hey. hey everybody. Um, hi, Dr. Hi. Nick. I don't know, hi, Dr. Know, Nick. I don't know what that was. Uh, hey, it is season eight. Holy guacamole. We are here with our review for season eight. Bill, one more time. What are we watching for season eight? We are going to finish off our Gainax giant robot puberty show triumphant with, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Fully Cooley. Fully yes. Cooley! Fully Cooley! F-L-C-L. I don't know how good it's going to be, but it is thematically appropriate. <laughs> and we are going to be watching the OVA first six episodes, and then we get to the end of episode six, decide if we're going to watch any more of it, or if we feel like watching six episodes is good enough of a discussion of this season. And after watching the first episode, I might be done after six episodes. <laughs> I I can easily see a uh, an Excel saga sort of thing forming with with this show because it it can be a bit much the way it's yes. so frenetic and so much happening with it. 
it, it certainly is. Uh, writing my notes up took way longer than I thought because I was really having to dissect scenes. Yeah. yeah. This is this is a very Excel show. Got our Excel reference in very early this episode. Oh, there's very there's more. Oh, um, there are several things that I want to make connections to to Excel as we go through this. But it's also a little more coherent than Excel. Like, it is. This one feels like it's trying to tell a story. Yes. A weird story, but a story nonetheless. Yes. And uh, we will be, I'm assuming, making connections, comparisons to Gurren Lagann, Neo Genesis Evangelion, either as we go or when we finish the series as well. If we don't, I've wasted my time. There you yeah. go. <laughs> yep, this is a... Uh, we my pick. We've made it back to Bill's pick this season. Uh, next season, if this one runs short, will be Matt's season. I'm very look- I'm very much looking forward to see what Matt will bring for his very first season onto to TV be Japanese. Fair. To be fair. <laughs> if it doesn't run short, it'll still be Matt's season. This is true. <laughs> this is absolutely true. So before we get into our discussion of episode one, which is titled Fooly Cooly, by the way, Fule Cooly! Fule Cooly! F O O L Y C O O L Y. Yes. As opposed to F L C L. Yes, as opposed to F L C L. I want to go through, as per usual, a bit of background on the show, if you will indulge me. Sure. To talk a bit about some things. Does that sound okay? Indulge away. Awesome. So, Fule Cooly, or in Japan as it's known as Furry Curry. Furry Curry. Yes. Uh, the Americanized. Translation or, or, or way of speaking Ew. it with the L's, of course. We won't go any further. Furry than curry. That. <laughs> furry curry. Sounds gross. Clean out your fridge if you got furry curry sticking around in there. So, uh, this show ran from April. So, the, the dates that I have written down for this are really weird. So, I have April 26th, 2000 to March 16th, 2001. So, I'm going to assume that this either took a weird break or they released episodes very far in between. In the original run. That uh, is common with an OVA series of the time, when they could not always have a regular release schedule. That's why we have you around. That's, that's good, because I, I would not have known that. I, was, I looked at those dates and I was like, that is very strange for six episodes to take that long. <laughs> yeah, usually back in, the, back in the day, probably before this, though, like they would make, they would get an episode funded, then they'd see how it fared, and then they could afford to do another one. And I could see this first episode not being a complete standalone, but like still kind of telling its own little story as like a, almost like a proof of concept of, do we want to continue telling this? Yeah. <laughs> Please give us money to do so. Yeah. If it, in, if it ended right where it, the episode ended, it wouldn't have been jarring for the audience to never get more. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, it is a six episode OVA. Uh, there are a, a total of three current seasons out. There is a season two and a season three that were both released in 2018. Pushed by Cartoon Network uh, was one of the, like, the American one that, like, pushed the uh, sort of, like, helping to fund, uh, sort of, like, bringing this back. Uh, Season two being progressive and season three being alternative. And uh, we've we've got two more seasons coming up, as it says online, at least next year, which is Grunge and Shoegaze, which uh, I'm I'm starting to pick up on a theme in some of these titles. It's music! I know, he looked up what shoegaze meant. Yes, and it fit right along with grunge, alternative, and progressive music. Yeah. This is one of those weird examples of the anime coming first again. There was a three-volume novel set that came out 
uh, one in June of 2001, in October of 2001, and March of 2001. So those came out actually technically after the anime, although not too far after. So I assume that those must have been in production around the same time uh, in as far as putting, writing it and putting it together. Yeah. And then uh, there was a two-volume manga that manga. came out. In... Mango. <laughs> Thank you. Man, I haven't said that one in a while. Uh, October 2000 and August of 2001. So this is all done pretty much around the same two years, uh, all, all of the different forms of this media. Have you read the the manga or, or the novels for Fooly Cooly? I don't know what your experience with Fooly Cooly is. Only seen the OVAs. Almost picked up the manga a few times, but never all the way. Didn't even know about the light novels. I have not actually seen, I have not read the manga, not read the, the novels, nor have I, I think, watched the OVA. I, I know I've caught bits of the OVA. This is all fresh to me, and I'm going to try to watch it week <laughs> to week and not watch ahead, just so I'm not spoiled with how weird this is. <laughs> Fair enough. It's weird. It's very strange. It's quite weird. Uh, going to the production side of things, the director is Kazuya Surumaki. And uh, Kazuya Suramaki is actually one of the protégés of uh, Hideaki Anno. And he worked alongside of him on Evangelion. He did uh, some of the directing for that. And then after, when the films came out, the film versions, the, the, re- the retries of Evangelion, <laughs> he actually was the head director of those. See, I had no idea that there was history there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Fooly Cooly was his very first uh, lead director role. Uh, before that, he and before he worked under Anno, he did a lot of uh, uh, animation and, uh, and and graphics and storyboarding and stuff like that. Uh, some of the ones that stood out to me were he uh, was involved with Kill a Kill in animation. Uh, he Woo! did some animation for some episodes of Gurren Lagann. Uh, and more specifically, Bill, you'll find this to be really cool. Yes. He worked on four episodes of animation on Sailor Moon. No kidding. Two Sailor! Those... Sailor Moon! <laughs> if you haven't watched our episode on that from our summer viewing, go watch it. It was really good. Listen to it, I should say. It's really good. He, two of the episodes, uh, he only worked on season one. Two of the episodes were Crystal Clear Destiny, mm-hmm. which is like, everyone believes to oftentimes to be like the best episode of Sailor Moon ever. That was the one where uh, she's revealed to be the moon princess. And then right. uh, also the season one finale, the very last episode of season one. The last two episodes of the American. Yes, the last two of the American. So th- that's a pretty big accomplishment to be to be involved with those. The studio that we're dealing with here is Gynex, once again, uh, and Production IG, which I couldn't find as much on. Uh, we know Gynex from our discussions of Gurren Lagan and Neon Genesis Evangelion, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. So like Bill had kind of mentioned, this will be our third foray into a Gynex production. I knew a thing. He did. He knew some anime. I said an anime and it was right. Production IG. Better than Gunx. I said it. Ooh. What do you know about production production IG? Because I know nothing. Production IG has put out many favorite shows of mine. Such as? Okay. Production IG has worked on shows I've really enjoyed, such as Blue Seed. I'm familiar with that one. Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex. Oh, nice. Cromarty High School. That I have questions, but I'm not going to ask them. I love it when Freddie Mercury appears on that show. And the gorilla. I would watch Freddie Mercury and the gorilla. I, I think. That <laughs> I don't even know what that is, but I would watch it too. <laughs> uh, Le Chevalier Deon. Those are words. 
fascinating history behind the, Chev the Chevalier d'Anna, French uh, knight who disguised as a woman for most of his life. Interesting. Definitely one of my favorite animes of all time, Mori Bito, Guardian of the Spirit. That one I've heard of, but I've never seen that one. So good. Uh, Eden of the East, have you heard of that one? Uh, no. <laughs> Bunny Drop. <laughs> Better pick These are it starting up. to sound like pornographies. I know. We're, we're starting to kind of veer. <laughs> Bunny Drop, uh, the manga. Yeah, no. Anime is great because it stops before the manga gets to that portion. But, uh, hey, those are just a few of them. Aside from nice. that, uh, most recently, the one they'd done that I really enjoyed was Fina Pirate Princess. Any relation to Xena Warrior Princess? None whatsoever. Okay. The music of this anime is provided by The Pillows. Yes. Which is a Japanese alt-rock band that started back in 1989. They have 22 studio albums. And Gainax licensed out their last three albums when the show came out to be the backdrop for FLCL. Mm -hmm. Well, and we got to admit, the music on the series is huge. Like, that's a big part of why it's what it is, I think. Yeah, yeah, because uh, King Records had a main part in its production as well. Meaning, if you would do, if you plan to do any reactions to this on YouTube, you will have to fight to get that past that uh, copyright claim. <laughs> yeah, better be very careful. I want to talk about the reception. So this is the part where this is one of my favorite parts, where I give you the my anime list score and the IMDb score, and we see where it ranks amongst all the other anime in which we have watched. So uh, I'm just I'm just gonna throw it out there. I will mention that the uh, my anime list and the IMDb score are almost identical. Fair enough. I would like, since both of you have seen it and I have not, this works out really well. What would you give the first season, this OVA of uh, FLCL, out of 10? Probably a 6 or a 7. Okay. Uh, there's definitely meat there. It's definitely entertaining. I mean, it's not known as a classic. So a 6 or a 7, Bill says. So we'll go about 6.5 then. 6.5. 6.5. Bill goes 6.5 out of 10. Uh, Matt, where do you guess this would be on the My Enemy List or IMDb list? Uh, I'm not sure. I give it about an 8.5 for uh, creativity and uh, wackiness. So you're going to go with 8.5, or is that just for the creativity wackiness scale? <laughs> That's just for that scale. Okay. I'm going to go 7.3 for my anime list. All right, 7.3, so a little bit higher than Bill's. Uh, So uh, the actual rating for each of these currently on my anime list is 8.02 out of 10. Wow. And on IMDb, an 8.1 out of 10. I, that's higher than I would have expected, certainly. Do you want uh, to know where that ranks according to uh, both lists and what we watched? Yeah. So the highest one on my anime list was Gurren Lagan at 8.65, followed closely by One Punch Man at 8.53, then Neon Genesis Evangelion at 8.3, followed right below it by Trigun, 8.23, uh, then that leaves, that puts FLCL right under Trigun. Uh, below that, Gungrave at 7.85, Wolf Shrain at 7.82, and Excel Saga at 7.54. Excel. Can't catch a break. Huh. <laughs> and uh, IMDb, the organization, is actually quite a bit different. Uh, so this is interesting. So instead, on IMDb, One Punch Man is highest at 8.8, .8. Evangelion is next at 8.5, Gurren Lagan next at 8.3, Trigun tied it with 8.3. Then we'd have Fooly Cooly, then Wolf Strain at an 8, Gungrave at a 7.9, and Excel again at a 7.5. I mean, I get that Excel Saga is not uh, everybody's cup of tea, 
Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Even the uh, Jessica Calvello fan page, I mean, is mostly um, Hanji. Attack on Titan. Yeah. 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 It's Attack on Titan related. <laughs> That's the list. You kind of, kind of like right in the middle of everything, but a lot, but higher than, you know, some, some staples that we've, you know, been yep. a little divisive, but things that we like, you know, our yep. Wolf's Reigns. I think that was deeper than it got credit for. I agree. Most people dislike the ending. I think that's fair. I mean, they had to go back and redo the ending, so it makes perfect <laughs> sense. But we're not here to talk about Wolf Strain. No, we are not here to talk about Wolf Strain as much as I kind of wouldn't mind going back to after watching this weird episode, although I have a lot to say about this one. I'm not saying I don't like it. It's just weird. Bill, you have episode one. I will interrupt you from time to time because I want to talk about the American voice actors. Absolutely. Or in this case, actresses. All right, Bill. All right. Take us through episode one, Fooly Cooly, titled Fooly Cooly. Fooly Cooly. So I said, actually wrote, we begin this, part three of our Gainax giant robots that are really about puberty series. (laughs) With a mountain. I'm going to assume Mount Fuji. That's Matt's. That's Matt's specialty. Is that Mount Fuji? Uh, Or a a Mount Fuji XP? Yes. Uh, By the way, I'll mention this here. If you would like to watch along with us as we discuss Fooly Cooly for this season, you can watch it. It is available on Hulu, both the sub and the dub, depending upon whatever it is you like to watch. Generic Mountain. (laughs) Generic Mountain, maybe a stand-in a little bit, because it's a metro area with a big mountain next to it. I don't know if there is a metro area next to Mount Fuji. Can't you see it from Tokyo? Yeah, it's some distance away still, though. I'm just saying. I don't think there's any place this big, like, at the foot of it. Seeable. This is pretty much at at the foot of it, if it was. uh, Fair enough. But it's not, because it doesn't look like it. (laughs) Fair enough. Our very first words of this this anime are, Legs spread (laughs) by a girl (laughs) off camera. That does tie into the whole, uh, the sexual metaphors of the show. I don't know what you mean. I just hear, there's just a girl talking about baseball. Right. <laughs> Think of baseball. Think of baseball. Think of baseball. But is she? <laughs> well, yes. kinda. This is Mamimi. Yes! She's an older girl that hangs out under the bridge uh, with her apparent crush's younger brother. To do the Josh thing here. Mamimi Samajima is voiced by Stephanie Shea, who, when I looked up some information on Stephanie Shea, she's done some roles on video games and things like WarioWare. Oh, yeah, and Sailor Moon in the Viz version. No shit. Yeah, that's like her biggest role, is the Viz, the new Viz dub uh, of Sailor Moon. She is Sailor Moon. Cool. Yeah. So she hangs out with her presumed crush's younger brother under a bridge most days. Uh, this younger brother is our protagonist, uh, Naoto. 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 Naoto Nandaba, voiced by legendary voice actress Barbara Goodson, who you may know from a number of roles, including she played Red Fraggle in the animated version of Fraggle Rock. Oh! She was Doris Lang in Vampire Hunter D. Oh. She was the voice... Throughout, of Rita Repulsa. Huh. No kidding. She also played Son Goku from Dragon Ball. She was the pet shop owner in that weird episode where Ayn was introduced. That's why, that's the name. Just happened ah. to be wearing the Ayn shirt today okay. for Cowboy Bebop. She played Zirconia in Sailor Moon, and she most probably most well-known, aside from uh, Rita Repulsa, the other big one is she plays Laharl 
in the Disgaea series, and a video game series, and uh, that voice is basically her Lahal Laharl voice, just taken down one level of crazy. And that was uh, Naota. That was uh, Naota. Yes, Naoto is uh, doing his homework. Basically, has no idea what she's talking about. That's either because she's speaking gibberish because she knows nothing about baseball, or he is just super not giving a shit. As usual, I'm just going to guess both. He's busy doing his homework. Under a bridge. Yeah, which she doesn't even recognize. She's like, what are you doing? Homework. (laughs) Oh. Why aren't you doing it at home? He goes, it's not cool. Which I don't know if that's like, there's no air conditioning there? Because is doing homework ever cool? No. Yes. Yes, Bill. You should always do your homework. (laughs) Cool kids don't do their homework. (laughs) They can be. I still think it's the AC thing. Yeah. And then she, at that point, takes the opportunity to be like, oh, well, you can do mine, too. I, I don't like her already. She comes across as, like, the troublemaker, like, slacker kind of student that you would see in these typically played by a male character. Yeah. Like, she even, like, smokes the cigarettes and stuff that, like, she's a, she's a tough tomboy type. She smokes the cigarettes. Uh, she's troubled, but not necessarily in, I don't know, even a good way. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> we'll get to it. That's when Naoto, at this point, turns around and goes, oh, yeah, you're holding that bat upside down. <laughs> Which goes back to my previous uh, both. She doesn't know what she's doing, and he's not paying attention. Mm-hmm. That's when she's like, oh, you should play baseball, too. I think kind of trying to force him to be more of a replacement for his brother. Mm. I think so. Like, also, he, we learn he carries around a baseball bat, but he doesn't play baseball. Is, mean, that, is that an affectation of, like, just... just trying to be like his brother or is it just like he his brother gave him that bat maybe maybe he just got to whoop some ass sometimes you need a baseball bat true maybe i i don't know that i've ever played baseball i have a baseball bat next to my bed i put furniture studs in it <laughs> given what happens to him in this episode i would always carry my baseball bat everywhere i go from now on correct when i first played baseball in school i thought that as long as you didn't swing at the ball it was called a ball <laughs> I don't know if Bill actually knew that to be true or not. I know you're not allowed to tackle. <laughs> I was hated during baseball because I had no clue. You can't you can't take the bat with you. <laughs> Which I thought seemed handy. <laughs> <laughs> they can't get you out at the base if you hit him with the bat first. Right? <laughs> and now Dracula at the bat. <laughs> <Blah>. Clever. <laughs> bat! Oh wait, that's Matt Bat! He doesn't know that. He, he's never watched that one either. He's bad TV. It's true, I am. That'll be next year's uh, summer viewing program. There we go. Get your ass to watch what we do in the shadows. So yeah, he shoots back with, why do you always hang down here by the river? And she's like, oh, because, uh, I don't know. Why do I? <laughs> and that's when the sexual assault starts. Yeah. She just gets all up on him, you know, boobs into him, sucking on his earlobe and his neck. We find out later. Not great. She doesn't, she doesn't want to overflow. Yeah. If I don't do it, I will overflow. And he's like, what will happen? She's like, something amazing. <laughs> and then she knocks him down to the ground. She's... Icky. Yeah. There's some Tenshi Muyo vibes here. Yeah, but isn't he an adult? Is he? Tenshi? Is ten, uh, Tenshi's a teen, isn't he? Pretty sure. Yeah. He's like a teen <laughs> like living with his grandpa in a shrine. But he's like, a, like, a, like an older teen, isn't he? Yeah, uh, he's yeah, probably older so. than this kid. That's what I'm saying. This kid says something about being like primary school or... And that's when you go back to uh, Naoto's 
overarching is arc words, which is nothing amazing happens in this town. It's very, very ordinary. Never say that. That's that's the thing that makes it anything but ordinary. Yeah. But he apparently really thinks that. As he pulls away to see the medical mechanop plant. Big ass building shaped like an iron. What <laughs> what what is that supposed to I, what it what? Apparently it's a robot plant. Yep. It's medical. also medical robot plant, yeah. And it's massive. Yeah. Massive, so like, massive. Like, so like sexy nurse robots or something? <laughs> no. I don't know. Why? I don't know. I don't know. You said medical medical robots. That's where my brain went. Yeah, you know, like 2-1-B from Star Wars. I know BB-8, but... uh... We played Star Wars once, and we made the the one chick play a medical droid we called RX-4U. the FX-7 surgical (laughs) droid, you know? If Josh was here, he'd be loving this. But Josh isn't here, so... So you're you're stuck with us, us assholes. Uh, Yep. Yay! And it's super ordinary, because... I guess for him it would be ordinary, because he's a kid, so, like, it's always been there, pretty much always been there. Every day at the same time, it blows out a blast of white steam, and that's a bad omen. Got to make sure the ground below it doesn't have any wrinkles. <laughs> Tata card. Read the card. Uh, I don't know why I did the Lotus. I figured, word, but stop, <laughs> stop trying to make Tata card happen. <laughs> <laughs> a yellow scooter idles next to a guardrail, presumably a musician with a guitar case on her back. Watching the kids with binoculars and eating her lunch. I hate this character. <laughs> I mean, it's basically the Excel of this, so I shouldn't hate this character. But yes. I hate this character. So far. At least so far. I don't know. I think I, I, think I dislike Mamimi more. Mamimi has used uh, Naoto's money to buy a lemon drink that she wanted. But she leaves him half of a beverage he doesn't like. <laughs> he, <laughs> I don't, he doesn't like sour things. He doesn't like sour things. Nope, does not. Naoto now has had enough of it and starts to tell her something about his brother in America. Uh, when the aforementioned woman comes barreling along, along screaming lunchtime, twirling her bass guitar like an axe, and then she hits a rock, skitters out, and just front ends that kid. <laughs> Leaves him a broken pile in the road. That's not how you play an axe. <laughs> <laughs> then she goes very Excel Saga, like Tells my Mimi, don't touch him, he's had a head injury. And just spins her hand around a million times. Doesn't doesn't she curl up into a ball and just start kind of rolling around too? She does in a short bit, yes. Okay, sorry, she, uh, I'm sorry. She's uh, sitting in a classic Japanese po- sitting position, and then she does weird rolling around, puttering yeah, like along the ground stuff. Yep. Reminds me of the uh, martial arts tea ceremony woman from Ranma. But not before she calls Mamimi Native Girl and Naoto Tarukun. Remind my dumbass again what the coon suffix means? Uh, it's an address you, you would use it for uh, someone you are familiar with, a friend. Generally, usually more for a friend who is male than a friend who is female, but there are, you can do both versions of it. Okay, so nothing major other than she knows that she... Yeah, a similar aged peer. Presumably knows the guy well. Yeah. Okay. After yelling, don't touch him, he has a head injury, she slaps him onto his back, has a little panic attack that she killed him. That's when Mamimi starts taking pictures. It's like she took that first picture right when he got hit, so t- yeah. she knows when to get the dramatic shot. Why? Why is she taking pictures? Uh, that's when she has the epic freakout and rolls around and putters around the ground. And I loved it. It was just kind of weirdness that I find hilarious. 
it was definitely Excel level weird. And then she has a solution. She claims it's CPR, but really it's more of a Spider-Man style upside down makeout. Was this uh, before or after Tobey Maguire Spider-Man? I think this is before, right? Uh, no, yeah. Tobey Maguire was the one that did the upside down. Yeah, yes. but when, when, when was this, oh, this anime when came out before? Release? That was 02. So this was 00. So, so Tobey Maguire and, and, uh, and Sam Raimi, they took this idea from Fooly Cooley. Yes, absolutely. You are completely correct. There is no way you could be wrong about that. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate yep. you. Is that what you appreciate about me? That's what I, that's what I appreciate about you. <laughs> the inv- camera work at this part, super inventive and complex. I will grant you that. Very strange. And then, speaking of very strange, oh, we get an aside to the characters on a bus talking about the scene. Yeah. And how much they hate doing slow motion in real time. Which, again, is another very Excel thing. It is. It is. It sounded to me like it was just something they said to each other in the recording booth, goofing around or something. Yeah, it was weird. Because, you know, yeah, they they, like, they probably uh, all recorded uh, the scene together in the same space. They just It's like the, uh, like the Thundercats outtakes. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. That Japanese animation, from our discussion with Jessica Calvello... It was it was very unlikely for voice actors and actresses to actually be in the same room ever recording audio together. That's the way it is uh, for American recording. Yeah, yeah. Ja- Japanese is very different. But he's wondering, if, I, I, not to speak for you, Matt, but I guess I will. Go ahead. But my under, my understanding for your your thought there was that the Japanese voice actors did that, and then the Americans were just copying it, basically. Uh, yeah, that's how it would have to happen. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just going off of what Jessica said in her interview back in the day. Go check that out. That was, uh, the end of episode, uh, season one, our discussion of Excel Saga. I don't know that it even matters. It doesn't. No, it no. doesn't. I, just... I just wanted to use it as a plug. <laughs> I was just, I'm just interested in what they were doing. Is that what you use as about a plug? <laughs> that's what I use as about a plug. <laughs> Look, he just wanted to plug it, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Well played, well played. Tarakun. That's not Tarakun. Uh, he's moving again. So does she think that this kid is a kid named Taro? I think that's the understanding. Mamimi is always like, no, that's not who... No, you're 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 wrong. You're, this is not who this is. This is Naota. I kind of thought Taro was the brother. Maybe? Hmm. I would have loved for Mamimi to actually say, like, no, that's his brother. So that way yeah. I could know what's going on. Maybe yeah. I'm totally off base, but that was the way I understood it, at least. I think it's just one of these examples of a character who zooms in, calling somebody a nonsense name for no real reason. To further point out the unprofessionalness of her CPR, (laughs) the woman stands up and wipes her chin. (laughs) Oh, God, that was quite the visual. I think you're doing it right when you do that. (laughs) And then she's like, it's not Taro. She's lucky because he would have died if she did that to him. And since all is well, round two. She pulls the ripcord on her base and just brains Naoto. Yeah. Then she picks him up by his ankles upside down and shakes the shit out of him. Changes flying everywhere. Yep. <laughs> yep. And since it doesn't, since something didn't work, she's gonna whack him again. Yeah, she's trying to get it to come out. And then a little bit of a uh, reverse where Mamimi goes. He's had a head injury. Don't touch him. <laughs> I did like that line. That was really good. So she freaks out, calls him useless, makes a face at him, and just takes off full tilt boogie. <laughs> like a rocket. She destroys vehicles on her way out. Yep. And Mamimi says she's very fast, which I think is a double entendre. 
And then that she's at least 20. They, if they set her up as being a quote-unquote older woman, not older than old, but older as an older than they are. Well, heck, Mamimi is the older woman of the two, when you consider the two of them. Did we get the this character's name yet? Not yet. Okay. I will mention the voice actress here. It's uh, Carrie Walgren. Ah. And uh, Carrie. Carrie Walgren. That, <laughs> that sounds semi-familiar. Um, we, we talked about Carrie Walgren, actually, in some past seasons. She's done a lot of American animation stuff. Uh, she's done work with DC and Teen Titans as Zatanya. Um, she's been on Voltron. She's done like a ton of voices on like for like Batman cartoons. But the two that we should be familiar with, uh, she played Mika from Gungrave. Okay. And Cher from Wolfstream. Okay. Okay. So Mamimi wants to know if uh, Naoto wants to go to the doctor. Uh, he probably should go because he can't keep a coherent sentence. He just goes. That woman is a stupid adult who can't grow up. <laughs> That's not what I asked you. <laughs> How many fingers am I holding up? I'm going to say potato. <laughs> uh, we cut to the evening, and uh, Neode's uh, bump to the head is now an angled, banana-shaped, fleshy... Uh, it's a unicorn boner. It's a cock metaphor right, right between his eyes. You! Corn boner. He even like painfully like turtle docks it back into his face. Yeah. <laughs> push it back, push it back, push it way back. Just, just I don't like just, that phrase, Bill. He just jams on that throbbing FCC workaround <laughs> and then covers it up with gauze and tape. Yeah, it goes full uh, Luna from Sailor Moon. Just put a bandage on it, a bandage on it, and you're good. Bandage. Well, at least Luna it was just a mark, not a <laughs> Can you imagine if, like, a whole phallus came out of her, like, her moon no. mark on her forehead? That would have made Sailor Moon very different. We don't need cats with phallus faces. That's the Sailor Moon where they don't wear skirts. Just bare, <laughs> just bare asses the whole time. Yeah, that's, that's, that's Sailor Moon still, but... Uh, so in school the next day, some girl walks up and wants to, uh... Wants to see what's under his, his gauze. Yes. And she gets interrupted from her brattery uh, by the rest of his friends. Because they tell him about the Vespa woman. Vespa. Who steals s- spicy curry bread and stings those who have done naughty, perverted things. <laughs> so, Was there wordplay there? Because, yeah, like, the, could, the Vespa thing. Didn't they say, like, it, a wasp? Yeah, because yeah. they show a dictionary it, of Vespa. And he's like, a wasp? It's not one of those things that uh, works better in the original Japanese. Because he said, he said Vespa... He said Vespa in English, and the Naoto thought he said wasp. Well, Vespa is uh, Italian for wasp. Is it? Yeah. Really? So if, if somebody in Japan said Vespa, and you went, like, found a dictionary and looked it up, it would have made sense that, you know, in the Italian to Japanese dictionary would have told them it means wasp. Huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. I knew a thing! Hey! <laughs> um, but yeah, they assume correctly that he's got the demon's mark. The wasp woman stung him for doing naughty, perverted things. Makes so, sense. So, after school, he heads over to the medical mechana hospital. Not the building, but a hospital that's a branch hospital of them. Ah. Again, telling us everything's normal. And it's not a punishment when he goes to see Mamimi. Or maybe that's not a punishment like when he goes to see her? The second one makes more sense. I put in here right here. Pause Pause for further discussion. Uh, oh. <laughs> but, How's that his punishment that he goes to see her? Unless he's punishing himself? Nobody's making him go see her. 
maybe he feels ob- obligated because of his brother. I guess. To keep an eye on her, make sure she's doing okay. Yeah, but his brother doesn't give a shit, obviously. Yeah, so yeah. Well, no, he just went, he went to go pursue his own dreams. No, he's banging a blonde. <laughs> uh, what part <laughs> spurned this again? Because I'm kind of lost. Uh, he says something along the lines of, everything is normal, and it's not a punishment, or not like a punishment, when he goes to see her. It's kind of a weird, unclear line. And I don't know if he doesn't think it's a punishment to see her, or if he thinks it is a punishment and nothing else is. Yeah, I don't know. Nothing he said there has any real meaning to, yeah. to me. So after school, he heads to the hospital, uh, and the Vespa woman appears again. <gasps> She's grilling him about what he's hiding under that under that cotton. This is when you call the police. What mark did I make on you? Um, call the police. Well, he doesn't. He does the old, like, I'm going to, the old train gag. I'm going to slip away and let it block you. I was appreciative of that. That we're just, we're just kind of turning into Looney Tunes for a little while. For all the fucking good it does, because at the hospital, he is being grilled by a nurse. Hello, nurse. It's just her in disguise. Uh, she starts out with our first, like, run of FLCLs in the series. Yeah. By the uh, Flickletonic Clipple Waiver Syndrome, also known as Fooly Cooly, adolescent skin hardening from tryharding. <laughs> <laughs> There's a really creepy voice distortion when he changes voice. He realizes it's her. And she changes voices. So it's not just that she's making like a nasally voice, like this is my other voice. Like they do a double, like two voice distortion thing. I guess I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, yeah, they really do. It's, it's weird and creepy. It's a weird scene. It's it's definitely, it, it reminded me of the first episode of Excel where she goes to kill Koshirikdo. And, <laughs> and she's got them all like tied up in her in, in his like own eye lines or whatever. Yeah. And, or whatever it is, and she's got the sword, and she's just like, I'm not here to kill you. And she just, like, had that same vibe, and I loved it. So, yeah, now she comes at him with the guard, guitar again, you know, revs it up and comes after him, telling him she's going to make it all feel better. This is her special treat. Uh, somehow he just fucks right off and out the, out the door. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they don't, again, they don't, they don't even bother explaining this one. They're just like... Nope, the whole building jumps around like Looney Tunes, and bang, bang, yeah. clatter, and then he just... She goes, where is he? And he just, he walks right across screen. Yep. Uh, and right, away. right into the break card. Welcome on into the break card. My name is Andy and you are listening to a brand new episode on a brand new season on the podcast, Tuning Japanese. If you are new to the show, welcome. We're really, really glad to have you here. And we hope that you're enjoying our dive into FLCL, Fooly Cooly, whatever it is that you want to call it. This is Bill season, and he has picked a very fascinating anime, as you can tell by our discussion thus far. If you want to watch along with us, it is available the first season on Hulu, and then the later seasons are available on Crunchyroll. If you're brand new to the show and you want to support us, you like what you're listening to, the best way you can do so is by telling a friend about our show, saying you should check out this amazing podcast where they talk about Fooly Cooly, but also talk about other anime like Trigun, Excel Saga, Gurren Lagan, Neon Genesis Evangelion, and so many more in our past seasons. We are up to season eight. I cannot believe we've made it this far. I want to thank Bill. I want to thank Matt for everything that they did last season. And I want to thank you, our fans, for sticking with us and listening and in hopefully enjoying some of our content. You can also help us out by leaving a five-star rating or review wherever you listen to this podcast, whether that's Apple Podcasts, whether that's Spotify, those 
really honestly are the best way to help us. The podcast algorithm thing is completely over my head. All I know is the more five-star ratings and reviews that we get, the more that our podcast is exposed to other people. And we could really use that. So we would really appreciate if you take a minute right here in the break card to hit pause, open up your phone, go to whatever you're listening to this on, and just uh, drop those five stars. We'd really, really appreciate it. When we get new five-star reviews, we like to read them here in the break card as well. So you can hear your praise for our show and we'll drop your name right here if you do that for us. We'd really, really appreciate it. The last thing you could do is you can head to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese, and you can get all kinds of bonus content, including our bonus series, Tuning In. We took a little bit of a break from releasing episodes, but our new one is coming out in October, which is a review of a Gundam series that Bill chose that we watched the first episode of. For those who are unfamiliar, Tuning In is a bonus season on our Patreon where we watch the first episode of an anime and we talk about it and we sort of give our first impressions and give our thumbs up or thumbs down just based off of that first episode. Uh, and whether or not we're going to go back and watch it. And we talk about some really fascinating anime in there and stuff that we normally probably wouldn't get to because we do an episode-by-episode breakdown for our show normally. All right, I want to thank you once again for hanging out here in the break hard, for listening to this episode. I hope you are enjoying this. I hope you're having a fantastic day, and we'll see you right back into our review of the second half of this episode, episode one of Fooly Cooly. We're back from the break card. Gotcha. I would have. I, that's good. I would have loved a scene in this episode somewhere where we do the old Scooby Doo gag, where they run through different doors. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't I, promise I, that won't happen at some point. That's okay. That's fair. No, that's fair. I can see it being a thing. No, she uh, tied up and stripped the doctors and nurses. Yes. Well, at least she stole their uniform. She wasn't just being creepy about it. Yes. Well, yeah. That's how disguises work. <laughs> Not always. Joker. Disguise. Bad clothing. Disguise. Those girls. <laughs> hey, we're trying to do an anime over here. Forget about it. He's home. It's a bread shop, and it's currently closed. Is it a bread shop? I didn't know what it was. I okay. guess it is because the end of the episode, they're, yeah. they're rolling dough. Yep. Yep. Spoiler. Big spoiler, too. He, he's on the phone with uh, Mamimi telling her he doesn't care about the photos. Um, and she needs to just go hang out with her friends. Clearly she doesn't have any or she wouldn't be hanging out with you. Nah. I think she's a sad, lonely girl. I think she is. Uh, so he sleeps. He dreams of his brother. Weird. Um, yeah. He misses him. It's platonic. Watch that wood fly. It, yeah. Woo. Anyway. Bat! He wakes up just in time for uh, in the evening for dinner. And that's where he discovers the Vespa woman is in his kitchen with his dad and his grandpa. Of course she is. Where else would she be? And then everything is manga. Yeah, everything breaks down to the point that we get black and white manga panels, still panels. Did they still do this at one point, too? I'm sure, but not in the first episode. No. Were they trying to save money in the first episode? or No. Was this just a... I don't know what happened here. But also, the manga came after, which is... Uh, it still doesn't mean they're not trying to save money by giving it's us still, black and white stills. Maybe they're attempting to also like go, man, this would this would be really cool as a manga as well. Yeah. When this releases, you should pick up and check the manga out. Wink, wink. To be fair. To, to be, be fair. fair. <laughs> this is really just uh, storyboards, isn't it? Pretty much, yeah. But it moves along almost like a manga. Yes. But if they 
if they didn't storyboard and they actually fully animated this, it would be a crazy scene. Yeah, because it is it is frantic with motion and back and forth and uh so yeah, I can almost see where they just went like, you know what, fuck it, let's just not. Yeah. It's gonna cost too much. Definitely comes off better in dub because if in the original language you gotta read the subtitles and they kinda blend in with the with the imagery. That would be that would be a frustrating endeavor. Questionable even. Endeavor. One might call it that. Might call it a big old beefcase. Stop it. <laughs> beefcase is never gonna happen, Bill. We're years past it, Bill. It's never gonna happen. I don't actually care that much, it just pisses you off. <laughs> what happens next, Bill? Uh, we find out the woman's name, Haruna, ha- Haruna, ha- Haruka, ha- Haruko, I think, Haruko, ha- ha- Haruka, Haruko? <laughs> ha- Haruko. Yeah, we find out the woman's name, Haruko, Haruko, like Haruko, Haruhara. <laughs> anyway, she ran over Naoto's dad. Yeah, pretty much the same way. So now she's a living housekeeper, right? Right from storyboarding point A to point purple. she also spills the beans that he was fooling around with Mamimi and uh, his dad and grandpa are not cool about it well are they I feel like they're too cool about it no he calls her a slut the dad does the grandpa says I bet she bangs like a weasel okay maybe I got the wrong impression from that dialogue or something the grandpa probably is a little too cool about it in the that's not cool dude yeah. yeah. Uh, the dad is not cool about it in the, like, that little slut got her fangs into you like she did her brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it's, the, the whole thing is doesn't pretty... age well. Yeah. 22 years ago. It doesn't age very well. I'm not even sure if it's not aging well so much as, like, the dad character's kind of fucked up. And the grandpa character's kind of, maybe he's just age well as a dirty old man. I mean, that is a common trope in Japanese yeah. anime. Right, right. Nobody in the show understands the meaning of the term fully cooly or Gundam. Right. Because they yell both of those constantly. Yeah, what what I was so confused. <laughs> I was beyond confused when they were talking about what what was even the line about fully cooly here? I didn't I didn't I don't understand There that. was a lot of lines about fully cooly, like, what is it? Do you do fully cooly or are you gonna do fully cooly later tonight? And the grandpa's like, Oh, you do fully cooly with your hands like this. Is that just an inside joke that's not funny? I guess. And then she's like, she's like, oh, uh, flavored Kool-Aid or something? I don't know how she, like, it just, I, I don't know. It was mix a really of, weird... Mix of euphemisms and bad jokes and nonsensical yeah, and... jargon. Yep. I guess. And I guess the Gundam references were because it's a robot anime? Yeah, I, sure. Gu- Gundam is one of those things that uh, that permeates into anime. Like, yeah. we, we, saw it, mm-hmm. we talked about Sergeant Frog. Right. When Dad says that Fully Cooley is sex or hand stuff, uh, Haruko then tells him that they're they're already in a mouth to mouth relationship. Her and uh, Naoto, mouse to mouse. That's quite that's quite a phrase. <laughs> We're just in a mouth to mouth relationship. I'm sorry, what? Uh, and that's when his dad decides he's going to try to rip the bandage off, and we hard cut to Naoto in the shower. Everybody's talking about being full at dinner and kind of having a good time. And and then Haruko is just in a room on the phone, apparently. Yeah. At first, I thought she was talking to the cat because it kind of looks like she's using the cat <laughs> as like a laptop. <laughs> she's just Skyping into its side. <laughs> uh, maybe she is talking to the cat. 
or through the cat. Butthole phone. Do we have a Luna situation here? I'm not sure, but uh, I did come across this looking through the uh, cast list. There's a voice actor for the cat. <laughs> this is like a Menchie situation. Cat's got to make noises. I mean, you wanna you wanna guess who the who the who's doing the voice for the cat? Oh my god, is it is it Hay- Shibara as per usual? No. Okay. The Frank no. Walker. No. <laughs> it's Frank Walker. Fooly Cooly is living in the Matrix. Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Caveat: This is the Japanese cast I'm looking at. Oh, okay. So not fooly cooly and roll out. Think somebody about somebody who brought us quite a bit of pain while exploring his own pain last season. Isn't Anno himself as the cat? Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Wouldn't have guessed that. Doing a favor for for uh, Kazuya, I suppose. Or, or just be giving done a favor. Uh, all I know is watching when I watch the uh, Japanese language, I'm going to make special note of every meow. <laughs> hey, you're sad. You want to be a cat for a while? Meow. <laughs> 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 Cats are never sad. <laughs> hey, you're sad. You want to be a cat for a while? Is that too awkward? Episode title. <laughs> Christ. Anyway. What happens in this interaction between these two? When he comes in, she's sitting in the window playing her guitar. He's like, who are you? And she's like, I'm a wandering housekeeper. And, <laughs> and then he's Bullshit. like, no, really? And she's like, I'm an alien. And I'm like, that's possible. I don't know that's true, but it's possible. I don't uh, the show. Rurouni Uchujin. Uchujin? Uchujin Sama. Yes. So Uchujin. is he a wandering alien? Yes. Okay. I don't know the Japanese for housekeeper. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, if you did, that'd be weird. Meido? I guess it's a maid, so maybe Meido. Roni Meido Uchujin. No. That's probably an anime. <laughs> yeah. I like my Meidos with uh, bacon and lettuce on a sandwich. Hell yeah! <laughs> <sighs> uh, I, I cracked myself up. Um, I've been doing this show for too long. Uh, so she's being weirdly demanding about, like, I want to see it. Show it to me take it off and show it to me. And she's like reaching for the bandage. Again, I think those are intentional. I think so too. And he shuts her down with, you came here with my father. Why don't you go stay with him? Yeah. Which had a lot more emotional weight than it maybe should have. Or like, <laughs> right? like it doesn't sound that devastating, but it, it kind of was. I think there's definitely sort of a competing with his father over her affection thing. That there's some precedent, I guess, for, of that. In some like anime and stuff, like my brain goes to uh, like food wars a little bit, like like the dad and the and the kid, like like kind of like fighting and dueling over the affection, not like, like romantic aff- affection, but like the affection of like the people, like their their, their customers, yeah, like Shin Chan and his dad in the weird American version, them always being like. There's like an episode where they're both trying to get the uh, affection of Nanako, which is like the hot character in that anime, mm-hmm. even though all the women look like weird and <laughs> look basically the same. Mm-hmm. And they're both trying to like woo her. Yeah. So speaking of weird, not cool notions, she says, I saw you first. So 
I guess she means she's his because she saw him first. Maybe? <laughs> there wasn't really anything that connected the previous statements to this one that I could tell. Well, and there's not always. That's why I'm trying to draw trying to draw as many lines as I can. Yeah. Well, don't forget, there are could be some cases where they're just referencing something that hasn't been revealed yet. Well, to me, it came across as like, I, I saw you first, so I, I'm mate-bonded to you. Weird. Some yeah. weird tensy, tensy shit there. Uh-huh. So then we get into talking about his brother being in America, and his the top bunk is his, so that one's off limits. Um, so she just gets in bed with him. <laughs> it's like, oh, I guess then I have to sleep in this bunk. Yep. Oh. And he just takes off with his pillow. I assume he's going for the couch. Yeah. And come on, which is his dad. Oh, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Nobody's come on. better than come on. <laughs> Who better than come on? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the phrase. <laughs> Matt has no idea what we're talking about. I barely do. <laughs> that was a deep cut. Anyway, deep cut. Uh, he talks to Naoto about uh, the whole Mamimi thing and says that, like, she gave him the pictures and she came by for day-old bread. And, oh, by the way, are they poor? Yeah, there's like a like a, like a <laughs> yeah. PETA, Malark, uh, Katniss Everdeen <laughs> yeah. thing going on here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's like we threw we threw the stale bread out for this kid. Uh-huh. Burned it on purpose. So then Kaman says, uh, the dad says, you're against uh, Haruko staying here, aren't you? No shit. Yeah. Yeah, like, do, do whatever you want. Another dad of the year. Yeah. The way. I mean, still better than Gendo. <laughs> still better still than better. Gendo. Yeah. So he leaves, like, the house entirely. I guess he gives up on sleeping on the couch and just fucking just takes off. Gotta find Mamimi. Mamimi. He finds Mamimi, and she's on the bridge smoking a hand-rolled cigarette that says, Never Knows Best. I guess is a play on Father Knows Best? Uh, it's gotta be, right? That's what I took it as. Uh, sure, that's a possibility. Uh, could be that another word at the front has been burned off. That's true, too. Oh, yeah. Father Never Knows Best? Hey, hey. Maybe. So they kind of have a weird parallel conversation about uh, Nyota's brother and the day old bread at the same time. Either way, it's hard. <laughs> Watermelon, bean panda, fresh point sandals, smell of blackboard erasers, and a rainy Sunday morning. Mamimi has a stroke. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Mamimi just... Word salads. Word salads out for no particular reason. Watermelon, what? A panda with a mean face. And pressure point sandals. The smell that's, of that's... black board racers and waking up on a Sunday morning when it's raining. Uh, that's my next exalted character name. I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a long name. Uh, no, exalted. <laughs> <laughs> so he tells her that his brother has a girlfriend. Just, we don't actually see him say it, but he's going to. And it cuts over to Haruko finding this out by snooping through the letters. Uh-huh. And then the bangle she has on her left arm starts to rattle and walk like an Egyptian. Yes. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> As Mimi, or Mamimi, gets a headache and it's just about to overflow. I'm overflowing, I'm <laughs> overflowing. That's a song from El Hazard. <laughs> <laughs> so Haruko takes off towards them. The big iron-shaped building glows. 
and Naoto's head just gets as turgid as ever gotten. God damn it. Please never use the word turgid. (laughs) It turns arm first into a big, angry red robot. Uh Uh-huh. That I think symbolizes a penis. Because a big old hand is, like, grabbed onto it and just, like, shaking it. Yeah? Also coming from outside of his head. Oh, God, it's another Shinji moment. Uh, The head slams closed, I guess, which cuts off the robot hand. (laughs) But then it stands up on its fingertips and, like, takes on its own sentience. Uh, It becomes a handroid, if you will. Oh, God damn it, Bill. (laughs) Fucking handroid is going to be the goddamn title. Wow. (laughs) I was proud of that one. Automated handroid. (laughs) And then the angry red throb bot and the huge hand wrestle for a while. Oh, come on, Bill. (laughs) Not yet. (laughs) (laughs) It turns out the, the angry red wins. The hand's not doesn't, enough. Doesn't it always? Yeah. And so uh, Haruko shows up, and she turns it blue and friendly again by beating it. Right. <laughs> About the head. <laughs> About the head and balls of it? Or... Yeah. It's yeah. got a TV face. It does feel like it belongs like in a, in a, in a music video or something. And he says, wow, <laughs> as she does it. And then regrets saying that because she, for a moment she looked like his brother. Weird. <laughs> What is this anime? I don't know. I don't. I. <laughs> what is this shit? <laughs> Craziness. So Haruko just stands there and says, where is he? Doko. Doko. And then the next day, the robot is just making bread under Haruko's direction. Making toast. Yep. <laughs> I smell toast. And, Nar- <laughs> and Naoto uh, says everything is ordinary. Not amazing. Um, Butter and toast. He gets the mamimi, and she gives him another half can of a sour drink that we know he doesn't like. And I don't blame him because it's lemon squash. Lemon squash. Japan is all about those weird flavored sodas, though. I don't think it's lemon squash as in, like, it's literally like lemon and zucchini flavored. I think it's lemon squash as, like, squash instead of crush. Oh, like how, like, uh... Like Pipu or whatever it was instead of Pepsi and yeah, uh, yeah. and uh, Bebop yeah. was or something. I think I think that's what it was. One cannot know for sure, can one? One cannot know for sure. But also could totally make sense because there's all those weird melon sodas and shit. But the sour is the part he doesn't like. So, right. But we see him taking a drink, which, again, if we're going to start discussing, that's the end of the episode. <laughs> okay. Uh, music at the end, a banger, by the way. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, I think, as I said before, I think a big component of this thing's longevity and success <laughs> was that the music was just fucking good. And you know it's Gynax because the ending mixes animation and live action stuff. Yep. We see the, uh, the handlebars of the yellow Vespa. Princess Vespa, daughter of Roland, king of the Druids. Just what we needed. A Druish princess. Funny. She doesn't look Druish. Spaceballs. <laughs> I was say, that sounds like Spaceballs, but I wasn't 100% sure. <laughs> this show got some Spaceballs. It's, there's definitely some Spaceballing going on. Is this just a kid being hot for a stepmom? Stepmom. 
she chick moves in with his dad. Oh. She's a lot older. He's awkward about it. She's in her 20s, man. Did we get an actual age for Nauta? No, I don't know. I don't, I don't think we do. At one point, he says, I don't know about stuff like that. I'm still in grade school. Hmm. And I don't know what grade school counts in, in Japan. Japan. Yeah. Okay, now nah, he's supposed to be 12 years old. Okay. So, so not, not middle school. So a coming-of-age puberty story told here a little bit through the, the euphemism. Oh, the yeah. character around that time. Yeah. Very thinly veiled euphemisms. Don't forget, though, in anime, every character is younger than they should be. This is this is super accurate. That's true. But in this case, I think maybe it's true. not, because I, I really, watching this first episode uh, with fresh eyes and after our X number of years of discussion, um, I didn't remember much of this. I know I watched it. I didn't remember much of it. I thought it was good in peace. Yeah, uh, I have said before, this this was a risk. This wasn't me like, I'm bringing one of my favorites so much as, yeah. here's a thing I watched at some point I remember nothing about. I don't think I've seen it within 10 years or so. And I really, I mean, jokes aside, I think it's a thinly veiled, like, he gets a new stepmom and he's hot for her, and so he jerks off. This is what anime has done to Bill, folks. <laughs> An abusive stepmother that, like, yeah. beats the shit out of him, too. Yeah, well, like, he's into it, apparently. <laughs> And then he's got the weird relationship where he's trying to be his brother, and the girl is, like, into his brother, not him, so she tries to make him more it's, like him. It's... If I put on my English teacher cap for a second that, to try to make of... sense of this madness, it's... It, it is your typical coming-of-age, Bill Mungstradum, uh, you know, sort of, like, mm. male character, sort of, like finding themselves dimensional portal in your forehead to a robot world <laughs> yeah well there's that too if i i haven't seen anything past episode one but i'm gonna guess it's gonna follow a similar path to what we saw with with simone or with shinji this idea of trying to find their purpose their place their own personal identity in a world where they're being defined by so many different outside factors being controlled by Mamimi's, like, kind of like, I want you to do what I want. The Living in the shadow of his brother. Like, he's going to find his inner spiral energy and get in the damn robot. Probably so. I, I only remember bits and pieces, so I can't tell you yes or no. But I think there is kind of an arc of that same arc that those two shows had. All I remember is there was a lot of fun in this show. But I'm not one to think deeply about subtext or anything like that. So I'm looking forward to you to actually making me think about things. Not really. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've already kind of started talking about it, but I guess this is part of the show where we kind of give our overall thoughts. Uh, we've talked thematically, but let's just kind of go basic of, did we enjoy this episode or not? And uh, going to go to Bill, obviously, first, because it's his week. I mean, it certainly series. was entertaining. And especially our our new depth of the way we handle things, uh, I really you know started distracting stuff from it early on. So yeah, I think I enjoyed it. I mean, it's not Letterkenny or anything, but <laughs> but I enjoyed it. Um, the end song is still awesome, as always, as I remember. And I think we're at least going to get a lot of uh, a lot of blue comedy out of it, at the very least. Matt, thoughts on the episode? It's wacky. It's crazy. I love it. All right. I'm going to be a little more down. I, I I like a good comedy, and I like a good wacky comedy. I like Excel Saga a lot. I liked 
sorcerer hunters and those who hunt elves a lot. I'm a little confused by this, and I know that that's probably part of the storytelling, and I'm going to be willing to give it a chance as we go through. But as far as a first impression goes, I don't think this first episode landed all that well. I think there were a couple good components, and I think that we'll see if anything coalesces out of it. I think it felt disjointed. I thought character depth was not there for a first episode to kind of establish who these characters are, aside from, really, honestly, Mamimi uh, Mamimi was is the most developed character we have so far. I was kind of navigating toward her character because she's the only one that has any motivation at all, it seems, in this so far. So I, I didn't dislike it, but as far as a first impression goes in a first episode, comparing it to the other anime that we've watched and reviewed, I think it's the might be the weakest first episode of anything that we've ever watched. Interesting. Interesting, but but fair. I understand where you're coming from with that. You want you want substance in your show? Is that what you're saying? I don't always need substance. <laughs> Trust me, we watch. I my first pick was Excel, <laughs> but at the same time, if they're not, yeah. if, if it's if it's going to try to tell a story, unlike what Excel Excel didn't, right? And I think yeah. that's why I enjoyed Excel well, more as a first as a first episode compared to this first episode because they're really. Like, there was a narrative, but, like, it wasn't important. And they they knew that going in, that it wasn't going to be an important narrative. And it was stretched out. Yeah. And right. this this definitely, I don't know. I, I, I just, I'm not getting the narrative yet. And maybe I'll need a few more episodes. But I'm worried, because it's only six episodes, that we're, never, we're not going to get a good story. Because we're already one-sixth of the way through. See, I, th- I thought you were going to be higher on this, just because it's so similar to Excel. I, I like some of the goofiness. I just I just maybe need a few more episodes. Maybe we've watched too many serious things. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe uh-huh. the fact that we have gone through Wolf's Reign and uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion and Gungrave as like our last few that I just uh-huh. I need some I need to kind of get back into the mood of the, the goofiness perhaps. Yeah, the last comedy we watched was One Punch Man. Yeah. And I didn't love One Punch Man. Yeah. I mean I liked it, but I didn't love it. That one didn't surprise me as much. I I would have thought this was more down your alley. We'll see. We'll see as we go forward. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep an open mind. Yeah, and it could be mostly just a humorous show, and that's all that was meant to sell sell it. I think there's more, which is why I picked it. Yes, I forget the uh, specifics of what we're gonna see later. And and I have too. I've forgotten a lot of it. Um. Like I said, I'm not gonna. If everybody just says this is a terrible pick and we hated it, I ain't gonna be brokenhearted about it. Uh, this isn't near and dear to me so much as like, oh yeah, remember that weird thing? Let's revisit. Fair enough. My dad loved this show. Really? Yeah. Also, one thing I wanted to point out: he said that he doesn't like sour things, and he throws away the can of sour soda in the beginning. Splash. He drinks it there at the very end of this episode. Mm-hmm. I know that like. As children, we gravitate towards sweet things because they're usually safe to eat. Yes. And and sour or bitter things are... A mark of a grown, growing... Palate. Palate, yeah. Well, it's it's because those things are poisonous in nature a lot of times, and so you don't know you're not supposed to have it, so they, they freak out the, unexper- the inexperienced on purpose. Like, that's the that's the biological reason that that happens yeah. that way. Yeah, defense mechanism. Oh, yep. I don't know how kids work, so cool. Yeah, <laughs> basically your brain goes, uh, when you're a little kid, your brain goes, hey, that's sweet. That's probably okay to eat. 
ooh, that's sour or bitter. Eh, that might be poison. I better... Bleh. And as you get older, your brain goes, okay, well, I've had this bitter taste before. I've had this sour taste before. I know it's not poison. And your brain goes, okay, well, then we can start to appreciate that. And as you get older, your palate evolves into letting all those other flavors in that are could be riskier just as a, as a sheer one-note impulse. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So is that a moment of him maturing? Is that a metaphor of him... I'll buy his that. taste evolving? I'll buy that, too, actually. I think that's really good. That, that was kind of how I read it immediately. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, what is it there for? It seems, it seems like a throwaway thing. Exactly. Exactly. Also tied to that, but not really tied to that, but kind of... Uh, if you've ever licked a Nintendo Switch cartridge... Uh, it, it is coated with a, uh, Bill, Bill's like, yep, definitely yep. have. Um, it is, it is coated with a, uh, a, a chemical that is meant to induce that effect in children because they're so small. They could be, they're, they'd be choking They hazards. could be very easily swallowed in choking hazards. Okay. So, so they are, they are hideous. Yes. They are. They are meant to be immediately through that, through that re- reflex. Uh-huh. And boy, are they. okay interesting i have made myself a variation on a trinidadian sour which the base alcohol is angostura bitters one ounce of angostura bitters is the the -hmm. base of this drink Mm -hmm. and i about wrenched out the nintendo switch (laughs) cartridge (laughs) i put it on my mouth directly because i was told it would be terrible and i shouldn't do it okay Because that's who I am. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think with that, I think we have exhausted our discussion of the first episode of Fooly Cooly. Uh, again, there are only six episodes of this series, so we may take a little extra time with, with these to really kind of figure out what's going on and to talk about the wackiness. They, they, are, they are dense. They are really dense, right? Bill, you said it took you a while, right? Yeah, it took me a while to write up my review to get... And maybe they're dense to nothing, but they are dense. There's a lot... Words per minute. Tightly packed. Episode two is Firestarter. Uh, and looking at the Japanese release dates, uh, episode one came out April 26th. Episode two came out June 21st. So we have a couple months in between. You're right, between these episodes. So yeah, it's Firestarter. Good song. Good song. Good song. Decent movie. But with that, I think it's about time that I send us home. Thank you so much for listening to Tune in Japanese, a podcast where three dudes talk about anime. And I did hit my head, and I'm very tired, and I should lay in bed and not move for a while, because I didn't sleep much this weekend, and I need sleep. I'm so tired. My name is Andy. I don't like sour drinks. I'm mad. If you got hit in the head, you shouldn't go to sleep. You have to stay up for a while because you have a concussion. And that is why I always carry around a bat. <laughs> oh, is that why? Yep. I'm Bill. We figured it out. <laughs> And we will see you all next time. Bat kisses. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. 
Patrons also have access to our brand new series, Tuning In, where we watch the first episode of an anime and give you our first impressions. Special thanks to Brian Nash and Superfan Matt. before you come in. I see the bottom's yours, so I'll sleep on top. Really? Who are you and what do you want? I'm just a wandering housekeeper. Tell me the truth. I'm an alien. Right, and this afternoon you were a nurse. What's underneath the Band-Aid? You're really freaky. Under the Band-Aid? What's it like? Tell me. I don't know. You're lying. You saw it. Something strange is happening. What are you hiding under the Band-Aid? You did it, didn't you? You should know about your own head. Because you hit me there! Let's see it! 